At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We welcome you in. It is another edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM here on a Wednesday from the South Point Sportsbook Studio in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson with Mike Pritchard. Look at look at us. We're back on the desk. That's right. It's so much fun, Pritch. It is fun. Filling in for, uh, for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi today. We're a little over 24 hours away from the first <laughs> game of the preseason. I know you're so super excited to watch a lot of Jake Luton for four hours, Pritch. Not, you know, I don't know that we're necessarily going to be betting that game, but it's at least some real life football so yeah you at least have that there's some intrigue though I mean it it is the kickoff to the season uh and there's three calendar events in the National Football League Mm -hmm. as everybody knows I mean you got the draft uh, but you got the Super Bowl which is number one then the draft and then the Hall of Fame I mean this is another convention uh, for the National Football League but uh looking forward to some intel gathering you know you want to know what is going on with Jacksonville and a new head coach and you want to know what's going on with the Raiders and a new head coach too but but most importantly uh, I finally get uh, shoulder to shoulder, fellow buff Cliff Branch, uh, oh, yeah. into the Hall of Fame. It's a that's long a, time coming, yes. long time, way, way, way overdue, uh, and that's going to be a sight to see uh, once he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yep, uh, no, it's it's going to be a special day. It's not really about the football on the field; it's yeah. about ev- everything else. Off. Did you ever? Did you, you? Were you ever part of teams that played in the Hall of Fame game? Were you in, yes. in that able to be part of that? My first year in Seattle, uh, we first went to year. the Hall of Fame game. Uh, you know, and plus as a player, you get to tour the Hall of Fame anytime you want. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I was able to go up there and and we played in that game. 
Uh, and uh, <laughs> I tell you what, it, it's, it's one of those games you just want to get out the way, especially as a veteran. I was in the league well over five years. I think it's six, my sixth year in the league. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those games you want to get over with. Fawcett Stadium. Yes. Canton, yeah. Ohio. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. The old, the old high school turf there. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mike Pritchard, for those who don't know. NFL wide receiver for basically the entire stretch of the, of the 90s into the early 2000s. Um, and we'll get into some of the other NFL news and notes uh, surrounding the Hall of Fame game, some other training camp things as well. Uh, today on the show, Steve Mackinnon going to join us about a half hour's time from Point Spread Weekly. We'll have a good conversation, as always, with Steve Lufin and Carl to talk some UFC. And, and that'll come up in about an hour and a half's time as well. Of course, the, the big story is in the story in the general sports world today, Mike, the passing of legendary broadcaster Vince Scully, who was not just a baseball guy. He, he was a football guy as well he mm-hmm. you think about about back in the 70s at CBS he and John Madden were were partners before Madden and Summerall eventually got together so a guy who was just larger than life for people like me grew up watching guys like Vince Scully and really he was the person you tried to you know mirror yourself after just an absolute perfectionist in every sense of the word and and you knew every single time you saw him doing a game it was going to be an a-plus performance always put the game above himself never had any sort of ego on the air uh, we'll be we'll be dearly missed, but you know, with with the beauty of Vin was that he really he is a true historical figure. I mean, he spans the the entire litany really of modern Major League Baseball, where he started off covering Connie Mack and right. finished his career covering Clayton Kershaw. So just a, a remarkable figure who meant uh, so much to people like like me in the industry now. A guy we looked up to for so so many years, but was also a big piece of the uh, NFL, which not many people might uh, might realize on the surface. Legendary broadcaster. I mean, I, I think that sums it up. Uh, it doesn't matter to sport, baseball, football, like you said. But a lot of people know Vince Scully from baseball. Legendary, legendary uh, broadcaster. Uh, and, and you know, we remember people. We remember legends like this, and and the influences they might have on you as a person or your career too. I mean, uh, Bill Russell. Uh, I, you know, just talking Ooh. to my dad about Bill Russell and what yeah. Bill Russell was meaning. Uh, when he was, you know, younger in age, uh, and, you know, even, you know, my age right now, legendary players that pass uh, that might have been influential. I remember Walter Payton passed away. I mean, that, that impacted me uh, before a broadcaster like yourself. And, you know, mm-hmm. you study these legendary guys and, and you understand what they're about uh, and what made them legendary in the first place, whether it's the storytelling or whether it's the delivery or whether it's the pipes. I mean, all of these things. And, uh, you know, when, when they pass, it impacts you. Right. And I was just looking at the fact that his extraordinary career, uh, what was standing out most to me in terms of the moments that he broadcasted. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw, and I fixated on the 20 no hitters that he was able to broadcast. Think about that for a minute, 20 no hitters that uh, Vince Scully was able to broadcast. And, and that, that's right there is just uh, extraordinary, but a legendary, legendary career uh, for a legendary person as well. Yeah, and I certainly encourage everybody to check out. We had Brent Musburger on the Nightcap last night. Full interview with that is on our uh, VEASAN YouTube page. And for Brent, who was very close with Vin, mm-hmm. and those guys were true contemporaries. So just, just a, it was a marvelous segment to get to listen to last night. Uh, and, yeah, you, you start doing the, you know, how, how many uh, – like how many chains of people do it? You know, do I need to get to to actually have met? Uh, you know, Vin Scully. I guess I was one away. A bunch of mentors of mine who were close with uh, with Vin. But mm-hmm. yes, a guy we uh, we always look up looked up to, and uh, he will certainly uh, be missed fondly. At MLB, uh, NFL, and PGA Tour as well. People also uh, forget that his his general impact. You were you were still playing right when uh, when Walter Payton uh, passed. I, I was. Yeah. Um, it's just I was... amazing. That, you know, the impact, as you say, the impact sure. people have. On you, and I'm, I'm sure for you too. I mean, with how close of a tight knit fraternity mm-hmm. making it to the National Football League is, uh, and how you know, you think about how you, you, you get your opportunity in the spotlight, it's a lot different than broadcasting. Whereas Vince Kelly showed, I mean, 
the professionalism day in and day out. It's more the longevity that's mm -hmm. the most impressive thing about Scully. The fact that he did it for what, 80 years and right. it was just like you never had a bad day behind the microphone. Whereas you know, for what you guys did in the NFL, I mean, you know, your average career is what, two and a half, three years for most players. So, you know, so, going yeah. in, uh, you know, you've got your shot. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, it's so fascinating how depending on the career path, depending on the, you know, the life and the legacy, it kind of impacts you in different ways. I always think of Scully with the longevity and just the reminder of the professionalism. I'm sure for you playing, it had to be more of like, wow, just, you know, trying to seize the moment and understanding and not taking any time for granted because it can, it can leave so quickly. Sure. Not, not only take anything for granted, Ben, I mean, it's also the impact, uh, the mentorship. And, and I just mm -hmm. mentioned Cliff Branch, you know, he was uh, somebody who mentored me uh, coming out of college, you know, and uh, I was able to study him uh, and as I was evolving into a wide receiver, moving from running back and, you know, Cliff was just an extraordinary uh, athlete, a track star, and then all of a sudden, you know, Hall of Fame football career, mm -hmm. too. But uh, Walter Payton was an influence because I was running back, and, and certainly, yeah. uh, you know, in that time frame, uh, in the 70s, it was Tony Dorsett, it was Walter Payton. I mean, it was guys like that. And uh, I, I remember the impact of meeting Walter in Chicago before a game. You know, he walks around the field and uh, was able to shake his hand and just, oh, my goodness, Walter yeah. Payton, right? And, and so I, Vin Scully, Brent Musburger, same thing. I mean, uh, Brent Musburger here at Vison, uh, it, it was, I, I tried to remember if he ever broadcasted a game of mine, because mm -hmm. back in, in Colorado days, uh, in the late eighties and the early nineties, or, you know, we were the SEC. Uh, and so right. we were on CBS all the time. And I, I just can't remember. I know Jim Nance called some games, but I can't recall if Brent was able to broadcast games or if he was in studio at the time. And, uh, we talked about that a little bit, but no, it's just legendary figures, uh, it doesn't matter to support. Uh, it just they're just a legendary figure, uh, and certainly Vin Scully is one of those guys. And yeah. uh, you're fortunate enough to meet people like that that can influence your career in any way. It, it's hard to like just picturing. You know, you look at we put on the pedestal certainly like a guy in the NFL. So to, to imagine somebody like you as a player mm -hmm. being influenced that way, like it, you know, we it, for most of us we think, oh man, like you're at the very top of the pinnacle. You're in the National Football League, and then for you to say that about a guy you looked up to, it, I mean, it just speaks volumes because I think we all look. You have the perception of you make it to the NFL, like you've made it. You are in the top, you know, one percent of, of anybody who will ever play the game. And then to say that about, you know, from a guy already in that level to yeah. then say that about Walter Payton. And it kind, of, it kind of speaks volumes as well for people like us who are, you know, in the industry, too, who are at least able to have a career to, to think about Vin in just a totally different category. Kind of, kind of similar to what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody, we all look up to somebody. We all are influenced by something or motivated by something. Uh, and as a professional athlete, Ben, and it's no different than, you know, being a professional broadcaster or whatever field you're in. Uh, what drives you, what gets you up, what energizes you. And uh, if it's an influence of a, of, of a person, if it's the impact of meeting somebody that you've always wanted to meet or that you've admired, uh, but that's something that you gravitate towards. That's something that you lean mm -hmm. on. That's something uh, that, that certainly would motivate you. So uh, when you're done learning, when you're tr done trying <laughs> to challenge yourself, then retire from whatever you do. But if you're still striving to be the best, then uh, look to some mentors, look to some people that can influence you in a positive way. That's absolutely great. Life advice. <laughs> right. we get life advice for Mike Pritchard <laughs> to start the show. Uh, all kind of circling around. Yes, the, uh, the, the passing of Vince Scully yes. lives a remarkable life, 94 years old, as he passes away last night. And I think everything you say, I mean, it, it can apply to so many facets of life, including us as uh, sports bettors. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. Look, even though that there are certainly, you know, it's not like we're curing cancer out here, uh, but at the same time, it's kind of the principle, right? And, and mm -hmm. going about what we're trying to do every single day. You know, at the end of the day, as Brent Musburger always says, it's, it's all about cashing tickets. And so 
you know, at least for us talking about this stuff, you can, you know, it's, it's a good way to kind of step back here as we're getting ready to go deep, deep dive and bark on, on the NFL season, right. which is the biggest betting stretch of the calendar year for essentially our industry, for everybody here. I think it's a good, it's a good way to phrase it as we get into all of this. And, you know, it's not like we're going to be betting the whole bankroll on tomorrow's hall of fame game, but it's more just the general, I would say the contextual thought, right. To, right. to bring in, in going in. Cause you know, they're going to be, there's, look, there's always things you're trying to learn, trying to, to tinker your handicap approach. Mm-hmm. I know you've, you've talked talked about this since you since the time you joined the network here a couple of years ago. I mean, your approach is even even for somebody like you who knows the game so intricately, you still change the way you've you've tried to handle how you handicap games and go about your job. Oh, absolutely. Um, Gil Alexander was just in the studio uh, and, you know, I'm I cannot wait to have a conversation with him prior to yeah. the season. So uh, it's just looking for those uh, type of uh, guys or gals or people that can influence you in any way. Uh, and also can educate you. Like, I am still learning. Even though I'm having a blast of uh, betting sports, I am still learning, and I cannot wait until this season, uh, whether it's college or pro football, uh, to to have some action. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, as well as having conversations with you and Gil and Brady and everybody here at Visa. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to that because I think it's going to be a, a great year. Absolutely. Hey, look, I always cherish the like the two hours we get on the desk, sure. like, I get to hang out with Bridge. This, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, like I said, we still have a lot of great guests coming up today. I'm Steve Mackinen, Luf and Carl, each to join us on the show. We have a ton of NFL news and notes to get to. We'll start with really the big injury news of the day coming out of yesterday's training camp. And one of Mike Pritchard's former teams, the Denver Broncos, they lose a big wide receiver in camp yesterday, fearing that he will be out Tim Patrick for the entire regular season in 2022. So I want to get Mike's thoughts on that when we return. Also get into a number of additional training camp storylines as we now get into really the meats of training camp right now. Also do some college football breakdowns as well as previews of the MLB card for today. That and more is all still to come as we're just getting things started. Two-hour edition of the Lombardi Line here on VSIM, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back on the Lombardi line from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio, here on a Wednesday with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson and our producer behind the glass, Matt Santos. All right, Pritch. Look, we've got a lot of wide receiver news and notes. We could almost do an entire show just on wide receiver topics today. Mike Richard, former national champion as a Colorado Buffalo, longtime NFL wide receiver as well. Falcons, Seahawks, Broncos, and one of your former teams, Denver Broncos, who have a lot of buzz surrounding them this year, largely because of the Russell Wilson uh, trade coming in. When you bolster what they have lacked at the quarterback position with a guy like Russell Wilson, a lot to like. However, yesterday... It's a wide receiver core that takes a pretty big hit where mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, who was expected to, to be a breakout candidate this year, goes down in practice with a, a leg injury. They were able to confirm reports last night. It was an ACL. And as a result, he is going to be out the entire season here. Pretty rough blow to have a guy like that go down August 2nd. We've, we've talked a lot about the struggles of Jerry Judy, who's been in and out of the lineup with injuries. He struggled with drops. K.J. Hamler could potentially step up as well. And so you look at a wide receiver core that, if you look at Pro Football Focus's positional rankings, Mike, they were a 10th Denver was out of the 32 teams. Just to start here, where, where do you think this drops Denver to, just from the, the pure receiving core without a guy like him? And just how big of an impact do you view this being there in Denver? Well, it is impactful. I mean, I think if you're in that wide receiving room, uh, for the Denver Broncos the last few years. I mean, Cortland Sutton went down with an ACL. K.J. Yeah. Hamler went down with an ACL. And now you got uh, Tim Patrick with an ACL, too. And uh, you just don't want those things to happen because you think you, you feel like you have it right with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Uh, they are going to miss him. Uh, he's a bigger body receiver, and I think it would have made it easier for Russell Wilson uh, to throw to a target when you have a big tree out there to throw to and a catch radius that Tim Patrick would present, you know, averaging almost 14 yards per reception, too. Uh, but the next guy up mentality, I mean, Jerry Judy, I think a lot of people are expecting him to live up to the hype, live up to the billing mm-hmm. in terms of being a first-round draft choice. So if Cortland Sutton can return to form, uh, Jerry Judy rounds out and turns into what everybody expects him to be, they should be okay. I mean, you're talking about Tim Patrick from a third wide receiver, even if he was going to be a second guy, yeah. uh, he was going to present a matchup uh, advantage for you. Uh, but I think at the tight end position, the Broncos can do that. Out the backfield, they can do that. Uh, and certainly with the depth that they have at wide receiver, they'll still be okay. Now, it does impact the depth, though. And we'll get into that with some other wide receiver injuries. But this isn't going to affect how I view the Broncos. Uh, I think they're still going to compete, uh, uh, you know, certainly for the playoffs and maybe for the division as well. 53 catches, 734 yards, five touchdowns a season ago. So, as, as you point out, very solid numbers mm-hmm. for kind of a third rotational piece. But, yes, it's, it's more the depth thing where, look, outside the Sutland-Judy-Hamler trio now, I mean, Kendall Hinton's really the only right. guy who's had 
significant reps there in the Denver system. I, I just wonder, we always talk about, and we sort of joke about it, where you come to camp, everybody's in the best shape of their lives. Everybody, everybody is undefeated. They've all got the opportunity to, <laughs> to go 17-0. Mm -hmm. From the locker room, what does that do? I'm sure you had that happen. Or I don't know if it was within your position group or just when you have a guy who the, the team is, is very high in in general, who you figure will be a contributor. When somebody goes down this early, like what does that do to the general locker room sense there when, when you're all together and you're so early in the whole process? Yeah, it's devastating, Ben, because, you know, they don't have two-a-days anymore because they wanted to limit contact. They wanted everybody to be healthy for the season. Uh, now, lo and behold, you have a guy who goes down with an ACL, jumping up for a ball, a contested ball, and uh, so you, you don't want things like that to happen, mm -hmm. um, especially in training camp. And uh, you can't guard against it. It's it's a 100% injury business. We know that going into it. Uh, but you try to take care of each other if you can. I think from an ACL standpoint, though, uh, you, you just don't know when that's going to happen. Odell Beckham Jr., you know, it happens to him the way it did in Super Bowl. I mean, uh, it's incredible, but – um, yeah, it's devastating, but I think the history of it, though, is something in the back of your head uh, if you're a receiver in that room. Like I mentioned, Cortland Sutton. It's got to be, He right? still plays like he's favoring his ACL, though. Like, he still wears a brace. He did last year. I'm like, oh, he's got a brace on. You know, but mm -hmm. if that's in the back of your head, then that's in the back of your head. And uh, I think, you know, K.J. Hamler, when he comes back, too, what what is he going to be like? Is he going to be able to put it to the side or is he going to be thinking about that significant injury? So uh, if, if you're asking me what needs to happen in that room, Cortland Sutton as a premium guy, Pro Bowl receiver, uh, needs to return to that form. Uh, forget about the ACL. That's so far in the rear view now. And then Jerry Judy, he just has to step up and be highlighted. Uh, so maybe you look at some player props. You maybe look mm -hmm. at the fact that he's paired up with a Hall of Fame type quarterback and that type of talent. Uh, that can pay a lot of dividends out there for the Broncos. Did you ever have a stretch like what Judy, probably not to the severe extent where he's you know, dropping passes left and right, but did you ever have stretches like early in your career where yeah. things were not going the way you thought and you, as look, as a, as a first-round draft pick, mm -hmm. you know there's that inherent pressure to try to live up to, to the hype and the expectations. Like what, what goes through your mind mentally when you, when you have some of those early career struggles and, and what do you, cause you obviously had a very productive career. You were right. able to, you were able to figure out a way to be super productive and you didn't have, you know, nearly the struggles that Judy had early on, but what, what goes through your mind as a player when that, those sort of things happen and how do you get out of them? Well, it's a rude awakening. I mean, up until this point of Jerry Judy's football playing time, he's never really struggled, right? He's probably was the best athlete or best receiver in high school. And you think about Alabama, he was the best. And uh, now you get to the National Football League and it's not the same because everybody else is either the best or they're better than you. Uh, so you just have to take that in stride and understand that. You know, for me, arriving in Atlanta – with no pressure because Andre Rising was on the roster and Michael Haynes was on the roster, Deion Sanders was on the roster. I just wanted to fit in. And, and so there was no pressure on me, but yet I was able to settle in quickly enough uh, to be involved in offense too. So uh, I, that, that just increased my confidence level. And I think that's what needs to happen for Jerry Judy. He needs to have some success, increase his confidence level, but Russell Wilson will take care of that. It's so different, Ben, when you're playing with – you know, a quarterback, and I don't want to be discouraging about any quarterback, but it's just different yeah, when you're on a, on a different level with a guy like Russell Wilson as opposed to, I don't know, Drew Locke, right? And I don't mean to say that because he's a Mizzou guy. No, I, I get it. Look, it, <laughs> but, uh, I understand where you're coming from. But, no, it, it's just different, though. Like, Drew Locke, if you're Cherry Jude, okay, I caught passes from Drew Locke, and here, here was an entitled young kid just like me, but it didn't, doesn't get it yet. And now I got Russell Wilson? I mean – if I'm not the first person in the building, there's something wrong if I'm Jerry Judy. So 
I think he could have an incredible, incredible year alongside with what Cortland Sutton uh, established early on, early on with his career going to the Pro Bowl. And that's a classic case of how much do you look at something like a Jerry Judy, 69 point, I think it was 69.7. It was a sub-70 mm-hmm. quarterback rating when targeting him. How much do you put that on him? How much do you put that on the very subpar quarterback play that is the numbers will show us? We know that, that he's had over the first couple of years. Look at the props for this season. 72.5 on the receptions, 905.5 right. receiving yards, and then that? six and a half touchdowns. And those, I be- th- those numbers, I believe, have ticked up slightly but not not significantly. Maybe like a, I think up a catch. Okay. Because we did these we did these totals on primetime action last week, mm-hmm. looking at some of these wide receiver numbers. So Judy's numbers may be up. I think they was at nine oh if I remember correctly, like nine oh one and a half on the yard, seventy one and a half on the receptions. Touchdowns were the same. So those have taken a slight tick up with Tim Patrick. But right. as you say, next man up. It's a cliche, but like somebody's got to fill. It's it so true. It's so true. I mean, I, I think uh, for Tim Patrick, uh, and you think about the Broncos' offense, not really that prolific the last couple of years. Patrick was still getting, in 2020, he had 79 targets. Uh, last year, he had 85 targets. Uh, so just put half of those targets on Judy uh, and what he could present this year. I, I like his player prop situation, mm-hmm. and I like the fact that he's armed with, with a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Uh, he will be featured. Uh, you know, I, I think the tight end position, too, will step up uh, for the Broncos. He's going to have to because you're down a second-slash-third receiver uh, so where are you going to find those advantages from a matchup standpoint? It's got to be point. from the running back room or certainly the tight end position as well. And about other wide receiver news, because like I said, we could do this for the entire show here. <laughs> Debo Samuel just found these quotes really mm-hmm. interesting coming out of Niners camp yesterday where he essentially refuted a lot of the reports that came out this offseason that basically said Debo was not interested at all right. in running the ball anymore. He wanted to be solely a wide receiver. Uh, some of the some of the, the exact quote was uh, – he, he said he, he labeled those team's plans on how to use him mm-hmm. as a running back. He called it false, said he does not mind being used as a, quote, wide back. Didn't say <laughs> running back. Wide back is kind of interesting. Three-year, $71.5 million extension, which just happened over the weekend. And this was from the, the press conference he had Tuesday. What do you make of those uh, type of comments? Wide back? Is it, what, are we going back to, like, 1964 with our, our terminology? Sure, like, or something, sure. Or something else going on? Are we going to go back to split in compared, <laughs> yeah. to, compared to tight end? Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. No, I mean, he, he's the ultimate weapon. He really is. I could admire what Debo's doing out there. But it's, you, you got to keep in mind it's about contracts. It's about money. Uh, whatever I need to say or whatever needs to be put out there in order to gain leverage, that's what's going to happen. Uh, if Debo or his agent was putting it out there, yeah, he wants to go back to the East Coast. Uh, or, you know, well, no, he doesn't because he wants more money. That's all it is. It's, first of all, it's money. And the second of all, it's money <laughs> when it comes to players yep. in the National Football League. And he wanted a new contract, and the 49ers understood that. Uh, and they certainly was going to get a deal done, uh, whether it was Garoppolo and release to him or whatever's going to happen there, or they're just going to find the money to pay Debo Sam. He is the ultimate weapon uh, in the National Football League. Wide back, uh, running back, slash wide receiver. He's ineligible. And that's, yeah. what, that's how you got to view it from a betting standpoint. Uh, how can I find an eligible that I can bet or align myself with that can benefit my, my bankroll? Because he is, he's an incredible eligible out there for the offense for the 49ers. 9.50 and a half, the receiving yardage prop. Keep in mind, Trey Lance this year. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's cleared. He's just hanging out on the side fields, Mike. I don't know if you saw that. Just, I did. Just throwing by himself, just, yeah. having, just picking daisies, having the time of his life, oh, Jimmy G. 9.50 and a half, an interesting prop this year. Uh, no rushing props, if you're wondering, out there right now for Debo Samuel. All right, when we return on the Lombardi line, Steve Mackinnon going to join us, share his college football quarterback rankings as we continue our previews on CFB. That is next.
VEASAN COLLEGE FOOTBALL GUIDE IS OUT NOW. START YOUR FOOTBALL SEASON ON THE RIGHT FOOT WITH EXPERT PROFILES OF ALL 131 TEAMS, INCLUDING TEAM TRENDS, POWER RATINGS, AND OVER-UNDER RECOMMENDATIONS, PLUS OUR BEST SEASON WIN TOTAL BETS, HEISMAN HOPEFULS, AND PLAYOFF PREDICTIONS. THE ONLY WAY TO GET ACCESS TO THIS YEAR'S FOOTBALL BETTING GUIDE IS TO BECOME A VEASAN ALL-ACCESS SUBSCRIBER. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you'll receive the College and Pro Football Betting Guides along with a full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM with Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. We were just talking last break, Mike. In seven days, finally get a little vacay, heading up to uh, Spread Eagle Lake there in Wisconsin. Mike's favorite place. Oh my goodness. He's got the invite. You can come anytime. <laughs> I might not leave. <laughs> might not leave. <laughs> Lovely northern Wisconsin. I just bring that up because we go to our resident Wisconsinite right now, Steve Mackinnon, uh, who you can follow at Steve Mackinnon, by the way, on Twitter. The big contributor to our recently published college football betting guide. We'll be doing the same for the pro football betting guide as well. A big write-up as well on some of these quarterback rankings in the college game in Point Spread Weekly. Uh, this week, first off, though, Steve, since you are there uh, in Wisconsin, what do you make of, uh, of the trade deadline here? Brewers send away Josh Hader, one of the best closers in the game. Do get a very nice haul for him. How did you view what the Brew crew did there at the deadline with a now two-game lead in the NL Central? Well, I'll tell you what. I think we talked about this last week when my bullpen ratings came out. Uh, Hader was struggling. Uh, I, I have to think that the Brewers must have seen something that they didn't like that was going to maybe push forward uh, – Maybe the rest of the season, uh, the free agent after next season, uh, almost impossible that they were going to be able to keep him uh, the way Milwaukee uh, does things with their um, free agency uh, dealing. So uh, you had to get something for him, I guess. Uh, hopefully uh, Milwaukee's loss isn't too much of San Diego's gain, in my opinion, I guess. Right. Look, I mean, you get Taylor Rogers and you get the Nelson LeVette, mm -hmm. two legit arms and two very top prospects as well. So uh, look, as a, as a Milwaukee native, it was like the sticker shock of hearing that at first, it's like, really we're it, brewers. You trade away the, one of the best closes in baseball. As Steve points out though, I mean, this is a small market team, so we, we understand it. Right. I don't know how you felt, felt about it, Mike, but I was like, ah, well, now I, but after a, taking a couple days, like I understand yeah, it, I get it. He's been in a rumor mill from a trade standpoint for a couple of years. I, I think the Dodgers might've flirted with uh, Hater a couple of years ago as well, though. It won arbitration mm -hmm. year, year coming where he's set to get a very, very big race. So anyway, we just wanted to start with that, Steve, because we had we had to get your thoughts. And any well, Wisconsin that right now, they've got takes. They've got takes on the Brewer trade deadline. Uh, how about what you just wrote about, though, this week in Point Spread Weekly? Again, these, the, all, another number of our analysis featured in the College Football Betting Guide as well here, where you're breaking down all the uh, the quarterback rankings, which I found fascinating. I guess we can start in the Big Ten, where you're going to see, right, uh, C.J. Stroud. He is the Heisman favorite. I would imagine he tops your list there. Uh, but after that, a quarterback, a quarterback list that is pretty deep there in the Big Ten, where did you go from? there and also what criteria were you using here to come up with some of these rankings well i'll tell you what there's a lot of criteria i look at uh one you got to look at the, initially the raw talent that these uh players were uh, viewed with coming out of their high school ranks uh to how they've produced so far whether or not they've been a starter whether or not they're going to be in the same system uh this season and uh, i guess uh, the overall prospects for that team and how big a numbers that guy's expected to produce this season. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, I, I usually get a ton of debate about this, uh, but uh, again, this is my personal opinion. Uh, nothing more than that. You know, Steve, I feel like I can apply uh, these rankings too. Uh, I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell, Purdue, 
uh, and, and the fact that he's high up on your list here. Now, you're talking about competing in the Big Ten. This is going to be opposite of C.J. Stroud, obviously. And uh, maybe there's an opportunity from a win total standpoint for Purdue, even from a divisional surprise standpoint, from a betting uh, perspective, uh, because of the high ranking of Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, that's one real good way to look at this, Mike. And uh, if I was to make a couple observations as I after I completed this, uh, one, there's a, just a ton of transfers out there that started somewhere last year and are in a starting position this year. Two, there are two leagues amongst the group of five that are sort of maligned this season that have pretty solid quarterbacking uh, play heading in, and that's the ACC and the Pac-12. I actually judge those conferences in terms of quarterback play a little higher than the Big Ten, and I don't think you would get an Aiden O'Connell uh, up in a top three in either of those other two leagues. Well, I think about the ACC, too, because mm -hmm. that's a league where you've got the presumptive favorite in Clemson, <laughs> and we have no idea who's going to be the starting quarterback this year. So how did you end up looking at those rankings when you have Cade Klubnik, who is basically the like he's the true freshman coming in? He and Duje Uliungale in a lot of places now, Steve, are essentially at the same price to win the uh, the Heisman Trophy this year. How did your rankings end up turning out, Where did those and where did those Clemson guys end up on your ACC ranks? Yeah, well, I think obviously you had to drop DJ after the season he had last year. And I think he's going to get another shot here to make it happen. He was just a highly touted quarterback coming out of high school. And uh, the Notre Dame game his freshman year, obviously he showed what he could do. Uh, the, that was a little better Clemson team overall. If we get back to that level of a Clemson team, which I have them as the fourth highest power rated team in the in the country this year, I think DJ is going to have a, a much better season. So I, I actually bumped. I've seen him as low as 10 or 11 in quarterback rankings. I bumped him up to eight, but I think he has a much higher ceiling than that. CC, that's interesting because here he is uh, ranked pretty low, I think, within the ACC as a quarterback position, a key position. But yet Clemson is the favorite, a betting favorite uh, for that conference. It's like it, it doesn't add up to me a little bit. I mean, I'm looking at your ranking on Devin Leary uh, from a stability standpoint. Uh, I'm looking at how many starters they have returning to in that big game that they have later on in the year against Clemson. He's the number one ranked quarterback in the ACC. And it's like maybe there's an opportunity right there uh, with NC State. Agree with you 100% here, Mike. I think if NC State is to ever get Clemson, it's got to be this season. Uh, potentially next year if Leary sticks around for another season. But they're in good shape uh, this year as far as their, their veteran leadership. And I guess the way the program's trending overall to uh, to maybe make a run at the ACC title this year. Again, Steve Mackinnon joining us right now on the Lombardi line. Steve, you talked as well about the Pac-12, a, a conference you feel like is maybe not getting as much love as it should be from a raw quarterback position and, and the depth that they have there. For Caleb Williams, who is the most notable quarterback piece coming into that league this year, goes to USC. Where did he fit into the ranks, and, and how did your, say, top five end up looking there in the Pac-12 this year? Well, I put Williams right at the top. Uh, obviously, he had a huge year for Oklahoma. Uh, it's going to be in the same basic system this year with Lincoln Riley. So uh, he's got to be the, the, the most highly touted quarterback in that league. I actually put uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson of UCLA in number two, just basically on his veteran leadership and the ability he brings to from a dual threat perspective to uh, run that UCLA offense. Uh, then uh, rising out of Utah, 
Uh, I, I put Bo Nix up there. I, Bo Nix is a, a very a controversial quarterback, if you will, in a lot of ranking systems. I like Bo Nix personally. I've seen a lot of great play from him. He's a gritty type of guy that I think is going to get you wins. And I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a bit, very big year that or, at Oregon. And uh, then I got Cameron Ward, the uh, FCS transfer, uh, going into Washington State, coming out of uh, Incarnate Word, had 47 TDs last year. He can really sling the ball around. Wouldn't be surprised if he puts up big numbers for Washington State. Steve, over in the Big 12 Conference, um, a lot of newcomers when it comes to quarterbacks, right? Uh, and and I, I just wonder – uh, could that conference, I think a lot of people have the opinion it's going to be wide open. Uh, you know, stability standpoint, uh, it's just not existing uh, like you see in other conferences. Uh, but all the newcomers, uh, is there an opportunity for betters here in this conference uh, in these schools as well? Uh, you have to think so. Yeah. Uh, this is another wide open situation here. Uh, the one I have ranked right now at top is Dylan Gabriel only because of his experience and the prolific stats he put up for UCF. Uh, in Oklahoma, he's got a shot to do that. I, it's not a certainty, though. Quinn Ewers, obviously, big potential in that Texas offense for Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, but if you want to look for, if you want to call it stability, maybe down at number five where I have Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State, multi-year starter there, coming off a season when which they were yep. so close to a, a Big 12 championship. Uh, that's a potential uh, bet right there you might be looking at. Let's get one more in quick here, Steve, on the SEC. We, I think anybody would say Bryce Young is going to be your number one quarterback out of Alabama. Who's a, a guy outside of Young who you are really, really high on there in the SEC quarterback list? Well, it's just uh, after what he produced last year, I think uh, you got to look at KJ uh, Jefferson, <laughs> just a load for Arkansas, big, big kid. Uh, another dual thread, very hard to bring a guy that's 245, almost 250 pounds down. Um, I think the wild card in this situation though, in the SEC this year is Spencer Rattler. Are we going to get the, the Heisman favorite that was uh, at the outset of last season? Or are we going to get the one who struggled against Texas and was eventually benched? Uh, if, if South Carolina gets the five-star Spencer Rattler, this could be an interesting uh, race in the uh, East Division there. So um, a lot of lot of interesting things going on in the SEC this year for quarterback play. Spencer Rattler, number three on the Steve Mack at an SEC list. Uh, that, you, you, what did you say? Your lists are always controversial. I'm sure some people are going to be like, what, Steve? Spencer Rattler, what? <laughs> yeah. Third on the list. And for all of these lists, again, check out Point Spread Weekly. We've also got the college football betting guide out now as well, which Steve played a very, very big role in. Follow Steve at Steve Mackin. These are such fun exercises to do, Steve. Can't wait for football to be back here. It's only a few weeks away for college football. So thanks as always, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, have fun in Wisconsin. Hey, will do. <laughs> Spread Eagle Lake, baby. Only a week away, Pritch. When we return, we recap the MLB trade deadline, talk about some of the action today. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game if all four legs of the parlay hit. But one, I should say, if all, all legs of the parlay hit, but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any Major League Baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 20 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credits. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York or Washington, D.C. What a day yesterday was, Mike. Uh, trade <laughs> deadline. It has come and gone in, in Major League Baseball. A couple of games first, though, before we give our thoughts on the trade deadline and how we see maybe some of the futures right now. Because we have two games on the on the docket right now already underway. one nothing lead for the Blue Jays in Tampa Bay right now and a Teoscar Hernandez RBI double there. So big series between a couple teams fighting for wild card positioning. Rays have not exactly been uh, tearing it up recently. I had lost on them over the weekend, bet them, thought it was a nice spot against the Guardians. Looked pretty shaky returning home over the weekend. And I go down last night to, to uh, Toronto, down 1-0 right there in the top of the second. Also nothing, nothing between Philadelphia and Atlanta in the bottom of the second. Uh, Austin Riley with his 32nd double of the year, though, leading off the bottom of the second. I don't know if you saw Spencer Strider last night, but, I mean, oh, my God, yeah. that guy's good. Yeah. 13 strikeouts. Career high for him. It was a, mm-hmm. a just an absolute avalanche there for Atlanta after they went down early to the Phillies last night. So, look, we talk so much about San Diego right. and everything they did at the deadline. 
But, and I know that's a team in your, in the Mike Pritchard portfolio, mm-hmm. somebody, a team you've been watching very, very closely all year. But it's like, how do you compare them to teams like the Mets and the Braves, who, if you're looking at the odds board now, Padres and Braves coming out of the trade deadline, pretty much the same odds, right. depending on the book in, in the National League. Atlanta was very active as well. They get Rysel Iglesias to bolster the bullpen from the Angels. Get Jake Odorizzi, maybe could be a fifth or a sixth starter down the stretch who has been very, very good when healthy for Houston in the past. They trade away Will Smith, one of their situational lefties, to get Odorizzi. So you have a Kenley Jansen, Rysel Iglesias, back-end bullpen. You've got a lineup that is now clicking on all cylinders. And while we talk rightly so about one of the biggest deadline deals, maybe the biggest deadline deal in Major League history with Juan Soto to San Diego, the question becomes, where do you, where do you rate Atlanta and San Diego looking at them together? Because I think you could still make the case that Atlanta is a better team right now than San Diego, even with Juan Soto making his move there to the West And Coast. Atlanta has had to adjust all year long, too. I mean, Fred Freeman, all these guys are gone. And so um, I give Atlanta and the Braves a lot of credit. You, you think about the Mets, they got off to a historic start. Uh, you have Scherzer and DeGrom back now. Bass is going today. Uh, they have a great rotation in terms of a closer two, outstanding with Diaz. Um, but the Braves are only two and a half games back. Uh, think wild. about that for a minute. It's very wild. But Jensen, uh, too, uh, at the back end, you probably need some help uh, back there uh, from a relief pitching standpoint, even a closing standpoint. Because I, I don't know it, how reliable he will be. Uh, when it comes to those situations, you know, the injuries and uh, just the track record, too. So uh, to bolster the bullpen, I, I think Atlanta, uh, teams like this, teams that pedigree championship teams, they figure it out, Ben. And uh, for me, as a better, I, you know, I lean on that. I, I lean on it doesn't matter the sport. Can the pedigree prevail? Can it come through? Can it rise to the surface? And if you see signs of that, uh, there's an edge for you as a better right there. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen down the stretch between the Mets and, and the Braves. I'm excited, though, because you look at both teams, they're all in for it. And, and you know, the Phillies, we'll see what they can do, what they can muster up. But, uh, no, the Braves right there in that race, uh, in that division right there uh, with the Mets as well. And you look at it right now, Padres, at least at BetMGM, mm-hmm. plus 450, Braves 5-1. to one. And yeah. I'd also add here, I mean, you look at the wild card standings right now, and you, you realize, you, I mean, Atlanta, for what it's worth, too, 98 win pace. And they're right. still two, two and a half games back in the division. But when you look at the wild card standings right now with Atlanta, this is a team that is a healthy seven and a half game lead over the third place mm-hmm. wild card team. Four game lead over the Padres right now. So likely, if you are saying, well, all right, San Diego, I mean, how could you not be all in on them right now? They've got the roster. They have Fernando Tatis Jr. set to return soon. They have a real manager this year in Bob Melvin. <laughs> How could you not? But when you look at the number, San Diego's in a position where whether it's Philadelphia or St. Louis, they're probably going to have to pitch Joe Musgrove in that win or go home wild card first game. Then you would not have the home field for a, th- a best of three game series with Atlanta, which is this year the second wild card round. That, that just all of a sudden, like right off the bat there, Mike, when you think about the depth of the National League, especially yeah. those teams at the top, makes plus 450 a really difficult sell for me. If you didn't already get in it at nine or 10 to one mm-hmm. on more of a speculative bet when it when it seemed like the rumor mill was churning towards Soto. I just don't know how you make a wager like that right now. And I still, like, you still give Atlanta a puncher's chance. Maybe there could be some value on the Braves with that, with that number dropping a little bit, or you could just wait and play this out series by series because that will, that will be a really, really tough out once we get to the postseason. Yeah, you really can. I mean, I, I think I just mentioned pedigree and, you know, on the network, I hear variance a lot. And, and I think there's that comes into play with the Padres right now, even Tatis, you can be excited about him coming back, but what kind of player is he going to be? You know, Soto, he still has to fit in. Josh Bell still has to fit in that lineup. Uh, as potent as it looks on paper, it still has to mesh and work. Whereas we've seen the Braves already produce 
the way that they needed to. And, and they, yes, they've added. We'll see how they those parts fit in. Uh, but a lot of moving parts out there with San Diego. Uh, you said Musgrove. What about Darvish? I mean, that guy's been a bulldog I mean, too, he, right? Look, him too. They, they, yeah. they have – they have the guys they do. at the very they top. Do. Atlanta, you could look at, though, they're, they're top of the rotation, too. Mm-hmm. And here's, by the way, what the Padres' new-look roster uh, would look like. So, yes, you'd be going Musgrove probably in that win-or-go-home okay. wildcard game, and then you could go Darvish, Manaya to start a best-of-three. So that, that's not bad. Atlanta, you just have to ask yourself, all right, you have you have such a, like a, a good top-line rotation. It's just for a presumptive rookie of the year in Spencer Strider, right. who has not thrown this many innings ever – how are they going to handle his usage down the stretch? What will you get out of Strider who would be that kind of that, you know, second or third guy, Max Fried, just an elite level ace. Mm-hmm. Where does Charlie Morton mix into that? Kyle Wright has been so good this year for the Braves. Uh, where does he mix into your rotation as well? And then what do you get out of Jake Odorizzi, who is, yeah. who's battled some of the injuries? So uh, we saw a second ago what the, the Padres roster would look like. Josh Hader now leading that bullpen. Uh, it's really, really good. As far as some of the other pitchers, though, that were traded yesterday, and we focus so much of our and our programming here at the network on specifically the Soto deal, uh, we have the full list of all the pitchers that were dealt. You know, the one that I was really, I am really high on, at least for a team who has been pretty disrespected by the market all year, Mike, is the Minnesota Twins, where they get, they already get Jorge Lopez early in the day from Baltimore, who, look, they're, and good for Baltimore to get a nice haul back for top prospects in return for a guy who you are selling at the peak of the market. But look, a really, really solid closer in Jorge Lopez, who mm-hmm. bolsters a, a bullpen that has been heavily taxed this year. Tyler Malley, though, 440 ERA this year, but a 320 expected ERA. And so a guy who has been pretty unfortunate, only about a 68.6% strand rate, you would expect that to be a little bit higher. And he's the first guy we have on our list here. Uh, That to me is a big addition where you go from Cincinnati, not an easy place to pitch to Minnesota, a team desperate for some, some, just some consistent starting pitching that to me of all these names on the list. That's the guy I think I'm the highest on of anybody in Minnesota. Still, you can find him right around to pick him or plus money to win the AL central. Not a lot of love being given all year in the betting markets to Minnesota. They got to do it to believe it. I guess at this point, uh, Ben, I mean, uh, uh, Tyler Molly, he's he's in a great situation when you go from that team to this team that's competing uh, this way. So you're supposed to elevate your performance and, uh, you, you know, one uh, metric, advanced metric, if you want to call it an advanced metric, it's really not advanced, but um, that saved my bacon this year has been whip. It has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can look at ERA, you can look at um, all these other um, uh, advanced metrics out there, but whip uh, for the you're way. Keeping I, it simple. I keeping like it, it simple. I'm applying it. And, and when you're in a range of average to above average to great, uh, then, okay, now, you, now you're talking to me. And, and so uh, he's right around the above average when it comes to 1.25 in the whip uh, mm-hmm. category. So uh, I like the fact he doesn't make a lot of mistakes uh, for this team too, and uh, they're in a fight. Uh, but I, I think he should elevate his performance uh, down the stretch here. Look, and Moxon, it's printing's pitch. It's a great indicator of how efficient is a guy mm-hmm. and how is he able to, like when he's giving up the hard contact, is he doing it with nobody on base? And right. is he avoiding the messy, messy innings? So, Mally, big addition, really like that for Minnesota, a Twins team that came into play yesterday, just a one-game lead there in the AL Central. Uh, speaking of former Reds, now on new teams in the mm-hmm. American League, this is a game coming up. We have a bunch of day baseball today. Three games about to start at the top of our next hour. Really the highlight, though, Mike, it's Luis Castillo who makes his Mariners debut in New York against Garrett Cole and the Yankees. Yankees, I was just at Yankee Stadium Sunday, watched the Yankees' bullpen uh, blow a game late to the Royals have not been playing their best baseball as of late. Uh, July was by far their worst month of the year. Kind of tempted to back Castillo and the Mariners today, but plus 160 is, is the best number you can get right now. That's, that's yeah. an intriguing number. I'm, I don't think I'm going to fire, but 
man, I really like Castillo. Guy sub 280 ERA this year, and the, and the underlying numbers back up everything he's been doing for Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, you look at his whip too, Ben, 1.07. You know, now you're talking about great uh, in that category. Can the lineup, though, uh, Mariners, can can they keep up with the Yankees? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the bet to me. I, I think Castillo's going to be fine. Uh, certainly fitting in with the Mariners, but can they keep up with that Yankees lineup, though? That's a very fair. We saw it last night. Yeah. Here, the, yeah. Logan Gilbert was staked to a big lead, <laughs> right. and that thing vanished in, in a very quick hurry. At BetMGM, minus 165 for Garrett Cole, and the Yankees 7 is a total juiced slightly to the over. We'll talk about the other two games very, very quickly about to start when we return, then a lot more NFL training camp news and notes in hour number two of the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.